Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Snake Way. I am Faden, and with me is uh, a good friend of mine, voice actor extraordinaire, Jake McCaskill. Hi, Faden. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Uh, we watched The Last of Us, season one, and decided to make That's a podcast good. on it. Yeah. What's What's your history with The Last of Us? Um, it's my personal favorite video game, and uh, you actually show. I remember where I was when I saw the first gameplay or trailer or anything of it. I was hanging out with you, and you showed it to me, and I was like, "That looks neat." And then <laughs> when the game came out, um, I ended up selling like a bunch of my games so I could afford to get it, and I got it, and I couldn't put it down, and. Uh, it just kind of took me over, to be honest. Like, I have the art books and the comic. Um, let's see. I have other stuff, too. Um, you played the game yeah, a no, lot, I just, too. God, I played the game so many times. And I will play the game so many more. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about you? I was a big fan of the Uncharted series. Uncharted 2 blew me away. Even though I prefer Uncharted 3 mm. more than all of them, to be honest. Mm. But that's just because you reference Christopher Marlowe, the playwright, and I'll just be happy. <laughs> that's fair. And I heard they were making a zombie game, which, whatever. And then it looked really interesting. I was into the uh, high-fidelity graphics. It looked very pretty. There was capital A acting. It was like a movie. It was It was like a show or something. It was a... Uh, it was very yeah. cinematic. Well, I know. I was just going to say it was like in the height of The Walking Dead, too. Like, yes. that's when, like, zombies were, like, at their peak. Yeah, zombie media was getting real popular. And it was kind of dying down around this era, though. But I believe this game just kind of transcended it because it was, like, it was doing something serious. It was, like, prestige television. Yeah. People decided, hey, let's make a TV show. We already have this game molded into a prestige, like, drama. You can easily translate it to a show, and um, how do you feel overall? Do you think the show did a good job of uh, adapting the game? Um, You know, I have thought a lot about this, because I I do not think it was a bad show, and I'm, I know people that um, haven't played the game that liked it. I definitely think that my perspective is going to be a little bit askew, but I, I think that it was for me personally, I thought it was fine. Um, I, I don't think I, I, I think it needed like 10 more episodes to be honest, because for me, it felt very rushed. It needed to cut content. Or have more episodes. And instead, it tried to shove everything into a nine-episode season. Yeah, and it wanted to... Um, it just felt very rushed, in my opinion. So I thought it was fine. I thought it was rushed, based on my knowledge of the game and just an objective opinion on, like, storytelling structures in TV. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's about it for me. I think it's a, it's a show that could have I mean, a potential yeah. to be good, but 
it tries to adapt too much of the game and makes for a weaker story. I think some of the best parts of the show for me were things like um, looking at before the outbreak happened, having that TV interview at the very beginning of the first episode from the 60s or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought the uh, doctor yeah. in Indonesia was a nice touch. Yeah. Stuff like that is really good, but they stopped doing it after right? the, uh, like the third episode happens. Bill, we get the whole Bill and Frank thing, which is kind of the last before the pandemic or during the pandemic thing we get. Well, I guess. Well, no, 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 no. That's it. It's weird. No, I 100% agree. So my my favorite. I. Well, I guess I don't. It kind of depends on how you want to do this. But I was going to say my favorite episode is the first one and the only one I cared to watch more than once other than three, um, but for different reasons, because what they did with one, how they like added on to the story with, um, you know, following Sarah a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then um, like what you said about the doc, honestly, the doctor scene is probably my favorite scene in the whole in the whole season. It's like, really good. It actually it's, like it was builds just suspense. Yeah. Yeah. And like how he said, um, like, what if it was to get a little bit warmer? Like, we all know that that's what's actually happened. Yeah. Happening. Um, so I was like, Ooh, I like this. I like this. This is cool. Um, especially because I played the game so many times, never seeing that scene before. I was like, this is what I want out of this show. Right. Building upon. So. And there are yeah. a couple other things. There's one thing from after episode three that uh, that was actually interesting to me, but we'll get there. Yeah. So some things from the first episode. We get like an extended Sarah sequence compared to the game, mm-hmm. which like it, it, it's a good tension builder. It's a nice it feels very classic zombie movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. uh Oh, you know what? I was thinking 28 day, but I no, I think he just wakes up. Yeah, you can just tell you you know what's what's going to happen. Right. Um, and there are like a few hints throughout. Oh, that old lady. That I don't know cool. why the touchstone for me is Resident Evil 2, that movie. The movie Resident Evil 2 with Mila Yeah, yeah where it, like there's they have to get a kid or something from the suburbs and you're just kind of seeing the suburbs right before it strikes. Like, oh no, suburbia, it's about to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not even safe from your white flight area. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. How 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 the um like how do you feel it all like hit? Just like the death of Sarah and everything and like the building up to all that. Um, I did, I do remember watching, so that is one of the few that I did let the behind the scenes play, because I almost felt like I had to out of principle. Um, and I remember them saying that in the game, I didn't even think about this at the time, you don't see, no, you do see, you do see Sarah die in the game. Yeah. Um, you don't in the show, it cuts back to her dead, which is like Joel's point of view. And I thought that was a little bit. Interest. I'll, okay, so I've played the game so many times that, like, when that part happens, I do, you know, I'm, like, sad, like, you know, like a human would react to seeing it, but I've played it so many times I'm almost desensitized to it, but, like, I... I, 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 I was gonna say, it, it feels like Uncle Ben dying to me. I've seen right? this like so you, many times. <laughs> yeah, 
But when I was watching the show, I don't know if it's because I was I, I sort of let myself like be like, okay, we're going on this ride for the first time. This is not technically the exact same thing, so I'm gonna let it let it happen. I don't know if Sarah's actress was just so endearing or if it was uh, you know, just being able to see a little bit more detail in, in everything, but I lost it when when she died. I will say that actually hit me like a freight train, and I didn't expect it to. I knew it was coming. I did not expect to feel that emotional, but um, I cried. Yeah, 100%. I freaked out my cats. I probably <laughs> scared them a little bit, but uh, yeah. Far and away, um, the hardest I felt anything watching the show. What about you? Like I said, to me, it's literally just Uncle Ben dying again. I just I don't feel anything. I I've seen this so many times. I've seen right. No, people that's play it so many times. I've seen it referenced so many times. I just it's I'm good. Um, it's kind of uh, funny that you say that because I'm just remembering one of my first thoughts when I played the game for the first time because on the PS3 cover you see Ellie obviously, um, and I started the game and I was like. Okay, well, this chick is not in it very much, so I'm pretty sure things are not going to go okay for her. Like, I knew she was. I could. Just, I saw the writing on the wall with it. I'm pretty sure everyone did, but um, I just thought that was kind of funny at the time. Yeah, that felt fairly obvious too. I believe. I I I also thought the same thing. It's like, well, she can't. She can't be yeah. in the game. <laughs> right. There was a part where I was like, maybe that's the other character he's with. Like when it's like 20 years later, like Tess. Mm-hmm. So, how do we feel? I want to talk about Tess throughout this, like um, <laughs> this first episode. Tess and Joel, they make mm-hmm. the relationship more explicit in this that they are romantic lovers. But yeah, I yeah. Tess, uh, the actor who plays Tess, Anna Torv, she yeah, um, you like her. I really like her. They <laughs> they really did her dirty, really bad. Unfortunately, she went out like a like a boss in the game. But spoiler alert, (laughs) I would assume people know we're going to do spoilers since we're talking about this. Yeah, you're probably right. And let's just talk about Tessa's death, really, because like it's so quick, like it is quick in the game. But I don't know. It just feels it feels quicker here. And it's grosser. It's way worse. Yeah, I don't really like that kiss of death thing. Um, it like turns I, it into like it, it makes it like sexual. It's weird. It was weird. I I think I know what they were trying to say. They were trying to say that it's like a hive mind with the fungus, and if the fungus you know goes from one to another, it's more. I I think is what they were trying to say. I just don't think it was necessary to be totally honest. I liked the imagery of the fungus, but I was not a fan of how they changed it from spores to exclusively fungus, because I don't think for one thing, I, I, I don't think that like it would be very difficult to have like even one establishing scene of like them with the masks on and being like, you don't want to breathe this stuff in. Um, and then the fungus is just, I don't know. I was, yeah, so the fungus I was is like, underwhelmed. It's like a hive mind. Do you like, because there, there's some science behind, like if you touch one fungus, if it's in the same root system, a fungus a mile away could feel it. And so they're working oh, really? with that. 
Science. And that's yeah. fine. I don't really care about the change. Like, I kind of get it. You don't want Pedro Pascal's very handsome face behind a mask. Right, but that's why you only do it for one scene. Yeah, but that's the mistake with the Mandalorian. They just... They just keep him... Keep him behind the mask. I like that, though, because... I like that when we get to see his face, it's always special, and it doesn't feel like they overdo it. No, he's hot. You gotta let him be on screen. People write movies bad these days. Anyway. That's that's um, fine. (laughs) So, the the first two episodes, it's just them, like, going through, like, meeting Ellie, getting to Boston. It, like, kind of does a lot of recreations from the game. It doesn't really go away too, like, go off too differently. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty other than other than those extra scenes and the the padding with Sarah. Right, like um, with the doctor and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the doctor discovering there's just parasites, not parasites, fungus and the tendrils coming out of the mouth. It's so gross. And it's yeah, really good. Yeah, I I I yeah, that was that was actually pretty cool. Um Oh, 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 uh, one thing that I wanted to mention from the first episode, I, I think I, I almost did, but mm-hmm. it was that old lady when Sarah was in the old lady's house next door. And then it was Sarah looking through the bookshelf and you saw the old lady in the wheelchair blurring and like starting yeah. to like and stuff. I was like, this is what I want from the show. Like, this is like what The Last of Us is supposed to be, which is scary, like body horror, like like zombies and i i really feel like i really just feel like overall like the the infected was just so underutilized like yeah they only used them for a few scenes we didn't see them for many episodes yeah i we'll get there i just wanted to say i thought that that scene specifically was really cool i thought yeah. they nailed i the rest of the show <laughs> Like, what I think Last of Us is, Last of Us 1, since you kind of brought that up. I also think it is about, like, the terrifying, uh, uncaring aspect of nature versus Mm. the uncaring uh, natural instinct of man to only protect what is theirs and what's close around you, no matter the cost. Yeah. Like, it's a very, like, paternalistic and conservative text. Hmm. And, like, I really enjoy it for a lot, a lot of it, the game. Like, overall, I kind of look fondly back on the first game. I don't, um, never played the second game. <laughs> I, there is a part of me that wishes I had zero knowledge of the second game. But that's for a different, <laughs> that's for a different podcast. Yeah, that'll be for, um, what, next year when we do season two? Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't even know if I want to see it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, oh, man. so let's anyway, talk about, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, the first two episodes are fine. I think the second episode's really bad because it really tries to hew closely to the game, except for when it does test dirty. Mm-hmm. And we literally even get, we get this a few times, where they have one character boost another character, as if you're pressing triangle and you need to boost yeah. them up. It's really now, that bad. Was, that was silly. But I think if we hadn't played the game, I think that it would have been fine. And my issue is, if the show was more silly, that would work for me. 
But the show wants us to take it extremely seriously. And I think throughout this entire season, it's an inconsistent tone of like this harsh, cruel reality, which the game is about because they do all the plot lines. But the things they try to adapt, they try to make it like more hopeful and stuff and create like softer versions. Like even this Joel that we start getting throughout these first two episodes is a softer, like a bit gentler Joel, more quiet and subdued than the um, yeah outwardly hostile Joel that uh, Troy Baker performs as. Yeah, and I, I really think that it's because of the number of episodes. I think that was a really big detriment to the show because the thing about the game is you're you're not just there for every major beat. You're there for every transition too, every single like subtle thing. Whereas in nine episodes with many characters and, you know, many arcs, you have to you don't really have any time to just like relax even even when they were relaxing in the show i felt like that was not forced but just like it was brief and usually just kind of it felt empty well it felt like they were trying to be like okay also these guys are human and we want you to see them being humans and starting to love each other like right and and they do like they even do that more so than the game i think too yeah which i i find interesting i i i would be fine with the softer version of Joel, but I think you got to fundamentally change the text then because even the uh, game kind of has this issue where it just swerves into really just nihilistic territory with like brief breaks of uh, hope and optimism. But even the hope and optimism yeah. is just laced with the nihilism too. And so it, it just, it naturally feels discordant. And when you try to adapt the big breaks to it, or sorry, when you try to adapt the big uh, beats to it, it just mm-hmm. feels weird in a show that's just so rushed. Right. I. It it makes episode three stand out even more, right? Mm-hmm. It makes the Bill and Frank change like even more incongruous with how the rest of the show is. I a hundred percent agree. And my my thing about it is, I do think that that was the best. That was. Like, in my opinion, the best episode of the season because it allowed itself to have a beginning, middle, and end, and you were there for like the little things. Um, I mean, it was very uh, uh, how do you say it? Like, like by the numbers, but it was also you know satisfying. Yeah. So let's like set the scene. It's like um, we get this uh, image of uh, Bill and uh, the story of Bill and Frank. Bill is a recluse prepper. He falls in love with this charming, suave gay guy. Like, a debonair sort of type, almost. Yeah. And um, it's a big change from the game where Bill and Frank's relationship ends with uh, Frank leaving Bill because he hates his guts. Because Bill would never change his ways. Because The Last of Us is very nihilistic about people. And people can't change. They are who they are to their core. Mm Mm-hmm. At least the first game thinks that. I can't say for the second game. <laughs> Mixed bag on that. It's it's you, I, humans are complicated, but yeah. <laughs> humans are complicated. And um, yeah, so it it's a it's like a very beautiful like we get their lives, uh, getting to know each other. I mean, overall, it's a fine episode. I just like it. Just feels extremely so out, of out of place. Yeah. 
It does give us more Anna Torva's tests. A little bit, yeah. I did like that. I liked how it was kind of cool to see them like interact a little bit. I just felt like um, it was just so. I, I was like, how? So wait, so what are we gonna see? Are we gonna see like entire stories just following like Sam and Henry? You know, like I did not know what to expect after watching that episode. And if the show stuck with that, it might be more interesting. But again, it's forced to do the game though, because you have to hit these iconic plot beats like uh mm-hmm. i guess philadelphia but let's change it to kansas city i don't know why i make i don't know it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter it just yeah it just feels like they do these little things like in the very first episode instead of them getting t-boned by the truck they get oh fake out the truck doesn't actually t-bone them it's a plane it just felt goofy. Right. It's like goofy things like that. Like, ah, gotcha. It wasn't Fedra that killed these uh, fireflies. It was the fungus. So episode four and five. These are kind of a pair. We get uh, the whole Pittsburgh scene where Joel and Ellie get caught in a bit of a trap. And they are now stuck in a hostile city with people who want to kill them. In the game, it's just cannibals. In the show, they decided to try to do something different, and don't you know this? If you are anti-fascist, you're just as bad as the fascist. Wait, you're thinking of the later episodes for the cannibals. They're not cannibals in the game. In the game, they're just hunters. At least they're not explicitly cannibals. No, they have body parts chopped up and stuff. In the game. In the game? Yeah. That's... Hmm. Okay. I thought that was just in the winter part, but okay. No, it's also... Oh, this is so weird. Yeah, no, it's also in the uh, Pittsburgh part. Wow. Because fundamentally, people will immediately start eating each other if food gets low. I mean, I know that's what I would do, but I I didn't know that that was in the (laughs) Pittsburgh part. Anyway, okay. Once society breaks down, men turn on men. There's no order. Men are not naturally inclined to help each other. We must destroy each other. To gain what zero resources there are. That's fundamentally what this is. But anyway. Mm-hmm. So we get uh, Kathleen. A leader of these anti-revolutionary <sighs> forces. They overthrew Fedra. And started killing and hanging agents. And just like killing collaborators. She's also not directed or played very well. It's hard to tell. I Yes. I think... I I I think that directing had a little bit to do with it. But I do think that the actor was a strange choice. Well, because of the acting. Just because of the acting. And like, from my understanding, I, she's a good actor outside of yeah, this. Yeah! I, I saw an interview with her. She's British, so she I'm sure she's good. Jake, she's from New Zealand. Crikey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to misappropriate her who she is. I, I'm just what? saying <laughs> I don't I don't look No, you just so backed into it now. Uh, well okay, I'm New Zealand actors are good too. I'm not saying I'm saying what I'm trying to say is Actors from all countries are good. It just she, depends on the actor. It does. Not right for this role. Yeah, I but there's also nothing there. Right. I, oh, my God. Oh, this, the writing in episodes four and five were absolutely terrible. 
like I would also argue awful. in two. And I don't I don't really remember two that well, so you're probably right. And in later episodes also. Uh, but especially in my opinion, four and five. It's yeah. just the absolute worst. Because I, the way that they were building it up, see, this is why they needed more time. They either needed more time or they needed to cut the stuff with Kathleen that just did not serve a purpose. Because they made it seem like they were trying to build her up as a character by talking about how her brother was not a was was a, a strong leader but didn't change anything. And she does, and, and they're like giving her like quiet moments, and it's like she they're just what what was the point? Like if you're gonna put any time of that like that kind of if you're going to invest time into something like that, do it for someone like David, like who already has like an established and I mean I, I do think that they did it well when they got there, but I just feel like Kathleen was such a waste of time. That was the weakest part of the show for me, Kathleen. I also think um, it's either you spend time with them in the past and you see what was happening under Fedra, or you just make them simple and you just do like focus only on Henry and Sam. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. They didn't commit either way because they wanted to imitate the game as much as possible. Henry and Sam were particularly nice too. It was nice having that part. Mm-hmm. They, you know, their tragic end has a tragic end. Like it, like it, it has to because this world is cruel. I liked how Ellie knew about it before it. Uh, Sam turned. Um, I think that if it had been in the game that way, I don't think I would have felt well. See, what really actually makes it work is her trying to like heal him, thinking that I thought that was sweet. Yeah, right. Like I did like that. It's also a good reminder that Ellie is a kid and just like a kid yeah 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 i thought sam being deaf was uh an interesting choice um it's really good i wish there was more about like hey this is a world where sound is very important what happens when you do not hear sound but they really didn't do anything with it it's just it made it very natural in a way that i really liked but it also was that you didn't have enough time with henry and sam that's the issue yeah because you're like cutting to Kathleen. And oh god, Kathleen's evil. It'd be interesting if we didn't know who these people are, who their leader is. They're just faceless, just people trying to kill them. Don't know why. Yeah. Because that would and be also, stressful. When Kathleen was like, what if we have a doctor? And they're like, a doctor's not going to save him because he's too far gone. Because like that's how you know the anatomy works. And then she was like, oh, okay, then I'm just going to go fucking kill the doctor the only doctor that we have i'm just gonna go do it it's like it's like a super karen like if a like that that's just the vibe that i got like a spoiled child not like a strong tyrant yeah we're talking about sam and henry i'm sorry no it's okay keep going back to kathleen but that's you know that's kind of all i really want to say about them I, i do like the um Etch and sketch, I'm sorry, like Ellie leaves on Sam's grave. That's a good moment. Yeah, for sure. But I also do kind of think it is interesting in the game where it does just cut to black as soon as, like, Henry shoots himself. Yeah. And that's pretty effective, too, that you just slam cut, now you're in Wyoming. That was... 
those hard. They were good. Their casting was good. Yeah, they were good. The thing I love about the Wyoming episode five is the um the couple that live in the cabin. Oh yeah. I wish we got more of them, to be honest. I wish we had more things like that and we cut out more of the game. Yeah. I, this is another 100%. episode, like episode three. This just doesn't feel right. This doesn't belong. Um well no, this is the one where they get to Tommy, right? Right. I'm saying it doesn't belong in the sense its tone is wildly oh. different than the rest of the season. And I'm not saying like it can't be happy and grim. It just is just the characters feel like they, they are acting way differently and not in the, like, yeah. I'm just happy now. It's just like, they just, they feel like they're different characters. Some disconnect because it feels like none of like Joel's all of a sudden having kind of comedic panic attacks that stop happening after this episode. Oh, I didn't think they were comedic, but I was thrown off by them. They are kind of, they're kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's subjective, but yeah, I don't know why it just like, all, like all of a sudden him just like clutching is just like, nope, not dying. I don't know. It just like, <laughs> it's just the way he's also so stubborn about it. And it was one well, thing when I thought, oh, he's having like heart attacks. It's something serious and it's going to like wear him down. It's another thing when it's like, I'm having panic attacks and I get cured of them when I decide to go with Ellie. Yeah. I just want to take a second. and. Just throw some appreciation for the actor who plays Tommy out there, because that dude sounds like his like he sounds like he was the voice actor for Tommy. Um, and he doesn't sound the same as Tommy, though. I've been listening to Tommy's voice recently because I've been watching cutscenes to brush up on this. They they're doing they're both kind of doing something different. Oh, see, I think he sounds exactly the same. I mean, he might speak a little differently, but his voice like the actual sound of his voice, I think hmm. sounds like the same person personally. So, Interesting. Yeah. I just thought it was cool. And I mean, I think he's a really good actor too. Yeah, no, it great casting on he had, Tommy. He had a little more innocence than the Tommy from the game, I think. Yeah. And that's where this, like, that's why this show feels, it's just as a softer version of the last of us, which is fine. But then it makes a lot of other choices when it does all the David stuff and all the hospital stuff. It's like, yeah. Okay, but you're doing all the same beats still. They kind of have to be a bit different now. Yeah, because there were so few episodes, it has to be palatable. Yeah. Um, because you're not going to get all the little beats to help you be cool with Joel being a dick sometimes. He has to be a dick, like, very rarely. Right. Like, and even when he is a dick, it has to be palatable. Like, right. Because like, in the game... Joel's face is one of just like pure resentment of every yeah. single situation he is in. Like, especially in this episode, episode five, <laughs> I keep saying it as if like, oh my God, we're forgetting what episode it is. Um, when Joel and Ellie have their fight because Joel's like, hey, I'm not taking you. Yeah. In the show, Pedro Pascal brings this kind of, he's more dejected and like disassociating, not being there in the moment. And mm. when he brings up Sarah, he doesn't snap at her. He just shuts her down. Yeah. I was just going to say, as much as I love Pedro, and I do, um, and I do like him for Joel, it's just there's something, there is just, there's a different 
degree of gravitas that he doesn't hit compared to the game because of whether it's his acting or his face. Like he, I think that he hits the notes that were given him to hit. It's just not as heavy, you know? I, so I actually think I know what's, this is what I'm guessing is happening here. It's Mm -hmm. moments when he tries to recreate scenes from the game and recreate that same tenor, but also like trying to bring something different to it. It's when they Mm -hmm. hue so closely to the game that it becomes, they start losing their own aspect of their own performance. The Joel becomes slightly different. And so it just feels off. It doesn't feel like a continuous character because Pedro Pascal can bring his version of Joel's in different moments, but he still has to hit these narrative beats. Right. Like when he beats that one guard to death in the first episode, like I, I'm just, that took me out of left field a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's also the, um, um, cost of casting someone as charming as Pedro Pascal, because what he brings to a role is when he needs to lay on the charm, it's like pitch perfect. It's like, damn, right. I I get it. I get why people doesn't have like grit. Like, I don't think grit. He does, but it's a different kind of grit. It's still, like, it's a roguish, like, grit. It's not a... It's boyish. Right. This is not a hardened killer grit. He's not someone that is... I I, I can't imagine him being the type of person to kill families, I would assume. Like, kill children. He has killed children before. Yeah. He, um... I mean, we could keep going through examples all day. I just, he seems like the kind of guy who just got off set carrying a green puppet around and now is filming someone who, you know, is killing everybody in a hospital. Um, <laughs> but no, no, before before I forget, because I keep forgetting, this, the, the scene in episode five when he cries to Tommy, I think that is a great example of what you're talking about. Yes. Because in the game, Joel... You know when he's weak, like whenever Sarah's brought up or when he's um, impaled by the pipe and, and Ellie has to go get the medicine. Like you, you can you know when he is literally vulnerable, but he never, ever lets his guard down ever. Not no. even he's always strong. He's always um, being defensive or but, but he's always aggressive. So in right. that scene, that truly changed like that to me makes this the last of us a totally separate totally separate thing he's talking about like how he's going deaf and he's crying about how he's weak which is how you make a show palatable to a mainstream audience because that gives him the opportunity to persevere later on but i just it was it's just it just feels like it's in the uncanny valley in a way like it's like it's like you're looking at a portrait you remember but it's just something's different about it you know i mean yeah. i guess that's what we've been saying this whole time right exactly yeah this is this is just indicative and it's such a great moment it is i do i do no, want to shout so, out it's that great moment. yeah no for sure it's it sure. truly is something that i was like oh this is one of the few times i'm like i'm glad i'm yeah. seeing this moment yeah if he gets nominated for an emmy that's the scene that they're gonna play <laughs> so yeah like in the game just to do the comparison for the like i'm weak tommy scene it's joel saying you owe me tommy for everything i sacrificed to keep you alive 
Like, all those killings was to keep your sorry ass alive, and because of that, you owe me now. Also, this is yeah. your cause. This isn't my cause. This is your Firefly shit. You go figure it out. And that's just, yeah. like, that's, that's Joel, because he refuses to have, like, any outlook that he could have something in life mm-hmm. to the point where he is destructive to all of his personal relationships. Yeah. Like, this, this Joel is, like, he he doesn't want to lose his relationships. Like he he needs them. Um, I also yeah. I, uh, I like the, game. Joel is a Joel who could actually make a turn and say, "No, I don't need to do this." Like this is the moment where he says, "No, I am actually going back to my old life," and like that's yeah. it's both equally plausible. In this, when he basically does the old yeller, go get out. Get out of here. Not Old Yeller. What's the yeah. last, or whatever the fucking movie? I don't know. Um, Babe. No, that's the pig. Um, <laughs> but he basically does that to Ellie, and you're like, okay, but instantly, like, you know he's yeah. going to. <laughs> and even that part was like, so in the game, when he's like, all right, I'll go with you. Like, that part's like, it's it's uplifting, but like in a solemn way, because yeah. it's subtle. In the show, it's funny. It's funny. (laughs) It's fucking silly. Because he's like, listen, you should have a choice. Which is not something Joel would ever fucking say. Joel would say, like, this is how it's going to go. Yeah. he would, And then she, before he could even finish, she was like, I'm going with you. And I was like, I mean, that's what, (laughs) that's how the things play out in the game. So, yeah. And like, it's like, yeah, you're exactly right. In the game, he doesn't even give her a choice. He's saying, Ellie, get off that horse. Get on my horse. We're going. He doesn't yeah. give her the offer because this Joel knows he could take her there. He just doesn't. That Joel. That Joel know he could take her there. He just didn't want to. <laughs> this Joel's um, like, I gots to. Yeah. But I can't. I don't it, know if I can do it. You know, there is a certain um, boyish charm to the, the guy who plays Tommy. Like, he, I believe that he's like a younger brother character. Yes. yes. Um, and I was sort of looking forward to that verbal confrontation that they have in the game because i wanted yep. to see some i want i just wanted to see like a different angle on them you know and i think they actually do a decent job but it also comes from it's another cold performance for pascal that feels incongruous with everything else that happened of like tommy yeah. having a kid but i guess yeah it's weird it's 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 like there's needs to be this defined relationship to how he actually was towards Sarah, not towards Sarah in an apocalyptic situation. Because this Joel has like the uh, possessiveness of we both lost the most important girl in the world. You were there. Why are you have why are you trying to replace her? And like it feels like that's what <laughs> Ellie should be. It should be like the scare like I don't want to replace my actual daughter with a fake daughter. Yeah. And then in the end, he chooses, no, I do want to replace her, actually. This will be my replacement. Yeah. Um, some things I want to shout out. Uh, communist community. That was funny. I was like, I cannot wait to hear what Faden has to say about that. So <laughs> then Joel says at the end when they're leaving, near the end, when they're leaving, like, ah, communism only works in small communities. It would never work with America. Which, dumb, I hate this show. But also, this is a show where the showrunner said 
that um, I have a direct quote. This is in reference to the Kansas City anti-revolutionaries. The quote from Craig uh, Mazon or Mazin or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. When there is a dramatic shift in power from a repressive regime overthrown by a revolutionary force, history is full of examples of the revolutionary force is just as bad as what was there before. So some real stupid shit. <laughs> Not very um, uh, enlightened. It's just like really dumb. It's just a really dumb statement. And so it makes sense that Joel would say, you know, it would never work in America, communism. Yeah. But this is where the show kind of like bothers me because then I get an actual moment I like. Where Ellie asks Joel, well, what were you before all this went down? And Joel says, a contractor. And Joel lies to Ellie saying, everybody loves contractors. We were really cool. <laughs> but it's also like kind of telling that his job is a contractor. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I don't know. He's, I don't want to speak on a group of people or anything. But... Well, it's not like all contractors are bad, but there is like a certain thing that happens when you go from like a job where you're like a person who is doing all the labor to someone who is now like kind of running a business where you're having other people also do labor. And now you are like, because the way business works in this country, not giving them enough wages for their labor. So like you kind of like get into this weird position where you're, you're a capital owner now. And you might as well have been like, yeah, I was a debt collector and we were pretty much the superstars of America. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it, it, it would be, Kind of similar. So, like, I think there's things there that kind of hint towards Joel's natural proclivities. It's also telling that he is, a like, you know, a man in 2003, like a dad in that era. Like, yeah, I'm like, I have to imagine this Joel's, like, very recent reaction to 9-11. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, because the game takes place 20 years after 2013. They went with 2003 for this one. So I I actually wish they hadn't done that because they wanted the game to take place this year. Um, they wanted the show. Yeah. Th- yeah. They wanted the show to take to be to take place during the year that it's releasing when there's no point. There's no reason to do it like that. You don't have to. Or because... it's 2000s nostalgia. And we're finally entering that era because there's a lot God, of brands in this. Well, that's kind of what it feels like because there is a lot of like big brands and the people making this show are like our generation. So they would have that 2000s nostalgia. Uh, I'm still hanging on to my 90s nostalgia, but go off. What? You were a baby in the 90s. No, I was a baby for a few years in the 90s, but I remember all that and <laughs> Rugrats and Fresh Prince and you know all that stuff. Anyway. Yeah, brands. Okay, so <laughs> okay. Well, that's I meant like in comp- like the feeling of like <laughs> uh-huh. of Nickelodeon brands. and brands. Okay, Con- continue. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I get I what you mean because that's what the show is. It's also like brands. I mean that it is the Last Joel- of Us. Tm Joel gets injured, and then for the next episode, we get the Left Behind DLC told. Of uh, Ellie and Riley going through the mall, having a last night together. Yeah. Before both of them get bit, and presumably Ellie has to kill Riley because Ellie's immune. 
And this show tells us why she's immune for some reason. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah, that was that was Whoa, okay. We'll so, get there. The mall. Uh overall, I liked it. It was cute until I liked you know. it. But the thing is, okay, no, sorry. I don't know why I said I liked it. Wait a sec. It was kind of bad, actually. It was. We didn't talk about the bloater. We didn't talk about when all of the undead or when all of the infected come out of the, the hole. That was one of the coolest uh, scenes in the whole show, and we didn't even talk about it. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, we but... can talk about it. So you liked it when all the infected ran up and killed all of Kathleen's people? That was that was dope to me. That was like, I I wish that the show had more of that because for one thing, when the infect like yeah we saw like the horde of infected go and get um test killed, but when they came out of the ground and when they came up that fast, all together, yeah. I was like that is that is daunting, that is overwhelming, and that is what it feels like when you have to fight off all the infected in the game. It feels like you know any second could be your last, basically, and I really appreciated that. I get that. For me, it's hard to take it seriously when we have um, the other episodes before. Joel was kind of mm-hmm. just an average dude. That episode, Joel is now oh, playing like sniper, sniper elite God. and just headshotting every infected possible as if he is just some like <laughs> lone ally soldier sniping Germans from a tower or something. Also... Also, when he when he runs into that guy in the house, he gives him the chance to put the gun down and to not do anything. Not what Joel would do. He'd be like, yeah. you're dead. But that's that's just adding on to everything we talked about. <laughs> but um I wish that we got more bloaters. I thought that was I was like uh, I don't care. I, that was cool. I do. It's like iconic. Personally, <laughs> I just liked the visual I like the left I, I, dead I, two giant monster. Left for Dead Two. Oh, sorry, I meant um, Left for Dead, or the oh, numerous the... zombies games with the big one. <laughs> oh, that one, that zombie game. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. One. Okay, that's, okay. That's how I feel about the bloaters. Personally, I'm just like, yeah, I do like the general design of the Cordyceps fungus, but also like it's just a big guy. Especially in this, he's not like throwing egg sacs at them. Yeah. The guy who plays Tommy in the game played the one that the bloater ripped his head like yep. into. Did you know that? Yep. That guy's cool. Yeah, he was fine. So <laughs> So we get the left behind stuff. Um Do you want any highlights from this? Like it's like a generally cute story, but it's written so stiffly for me that I couldn't find any enjoyment for it. And also the Ellie like thinking about becoming a good fascist officer is really weird. Um, yeah, I mean, it was weird. Because her and Riley get into a both sides talk where, ah, the fascists are bad, but, like, the Firefly are also bombing. That's really bad. They should, they shouldn't, they shouldn't hurt anyone. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think that there's a lot to take from that with, like, wanting to, you know, nobody to get hurt. And then people that are hurting other people sometimes need to be hurt, you know? Right. It's like, like World War Two wasn't won by just pushing the Nazis down on their backs and saying, hey, don't get up anymore. Yeah. If the show was a bit like, I don't think it I think it's an honest message is both sides are doing violence. Why They should stop doing the violence. 
because this Left Behind episode is also written by Neil Druckmann. Yep. And he's doing this with the full knowledge of the message of The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. He was the only he was the only creative mind behind The Last of Us Part 2 as well, as opposed to one. And if the co-writer Hold on. Director he's not whoever, the only creative mind. He has a team of writers. He just well, gets to take the, the credit because he's the PR face. He gets to drive the story the way that he wants it, though. Of course, I mean, but also, like, I, 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 there I isn't like, like to... a co-pilot with a different perspective. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to take credit away from the writers, like all of them. I'm saying that, like, if, like, he, I'm sure his vision is what The Last of Us Part Two ended up being. Right, and well, and also this show because he's an executive producer as opposed to the co-creator of The Last of Us, whose name I should really pull up right now. And it's sad that we don't know. Bruce Straley. Bruce Straley? I'm pretty sure it's Bruce Straley. Okay. Bruce Straley. (laughs) I would feel bad to get it wrong, but I I do kind of want to talk about that. This is like how games are talked about in a way that just feels really sad sometimes. And so... Yeah, Bruce Straley. It's just a nice PR narrative to say, here's the visionary. And I think this visionary maybe shouldn't have been involved because... This entire season has the whole, like, both sides are equally violent. Like, you can't solve violence with violence theme. Just running throughout all of this season. And it's brought into the Riley stuff where the Riley stuff should just be about her and Ellie being kids in this fucked up world. Yeah, I I think that the reason that they, they did that, or one reason, is to show that, like, the kids are being, like directed to you know join things like fedra um or the fireflies you know like child soldiers um and i think that's to add to the weight of it but i do think that it was done in a poor maybe not poor but just in a way that wasn't really well i think what you're reaching for is the fact that what do either of these groups believe in besides a generalized theme? The, the Fireflies are anarchy, quote-unquote, freedom, quote-unquote, and Fedra's like fascism, quote-unquote, uh, authoritarianism, quote-unquote. Like, we don't, like, they don't have, like, a prevailing yeah, actually, ideology. Yeah, and it's also, like, we don't really, we don't really explore them. Right, but they explore them more than the game does. Like it's like making a political point or trying right. to. It's it's trying to it is trying to make a political point. I just think it's making a very boring one badly. But it's not giving any ideology to either of these organizations. So I'm like, why include any of this of Ellie like being in the camp? We need more time of her and Joel. We don't need time with her talking to this officer. Just start it off where Riley comes in and then you have like your little exposition talks because yeah. you're gonna do that anyways. That would doesn't been matter. For sure. Yeah, I think I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to give the show more credit than it deserves, because I would like to think that they did it to add lore to the universe. Um, but I don't think that I, I, I think it's basically just just what you said. It's just paper thin. It's just like it's just like adding like another tree, like a cardboard tree to a, like, I don't know. 
It's just like adding a cardboard tree. I don't know why I have a cardboard tree stuck in my head right now. <laughs> it's like adding a cardboard tree. It just, it's not, it's, it's like planting a cardboard tree instead of a real tree. Is like, that what okay. this is going to be called, subtitled? A cardboard tree? <laughs> I, the Last of Us, a cardboard tree? It doesn't have to. It can be something, you, you'll probably find something better. It's but, probably going to um, be something boring because all these episodes for Snake Way are very clinical. It'll oh, just be Last of Us bonus episode or bonus episode The Last of Us season one. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not like Club Flashpoint where we have silly names like I got Skinnamarinked. Right. That's fair. Okay. It can be clinical. <laughs> yeah, and not much to talk about the like the Riley actor's good. The Ellie actor's fine. Bella Ramsey's doing a decent job, but when they're f- forcing her to do the game stuff. That's when she's most out of her element. She just looks like she freezes up and has to mimic like a lifeless animated character. And she doesn't have the weight of Pedro Pascal to say, I'm not going to do that. Right. She's a kid. Well, she's 19. She's 19, but but she's not Pedro Pascal. She, yeah, this is Pedro Pascal has like made his mark in Hollywood where he's going to get work. This is like Bella's second big thing. I think she said her first job was, was Game of Thrones. Yeah, she's been in a good amount, though, since then. But this is, yeah, this is another, like, this will be probably considered one of her big roles. Yeah, no, I thought she did well. She did fine. It just, I don't know. I don't know if she can be as vicious as Ellie is in the game. You know what's interesting? I actually think it's the opposite. I think that she is more vicious than Ellie was in the game. I think that Ellie was uh aggressive and wanted to like prove her point but i felt like this ellie from the show was way more like combative and outwardly i guess outwardly combative yeah i think that's i think that's partially true too because i feel like she's written that way but i don't think she's yeah no no, no definitely that way it, yeah in a way that i think is satisfying It's almost like there should have been more episodes to flesh things out. (laughs) And so something I've noticed in the behind the scenes commentary, a lot of times they said Ellie's activated by violence. She's actually like curious and into violence. That's her main thing, which I don't. That is a bad character trait. (laughs) Well, it's not even that is a bad character trait. I just think that's like a misread of Ellie's. Like I always read Ellie as someone shaped and traumatized by violence. And having to be, learn that, like, you have yeah. to be violent to defend yourself. And that's an awful thing. But the show, she like, they literally just think, hey, she's just turned on by violence. When Joel first kills her, she's like, yeah, that's great. Someone wants to defend me. They'll kill for me. I like that. That's, like, how they interpret that. And I don't even think that it doesn't really come through the acting. There is that one weird scene where she, like, stabs a clicker in the face or something a few times to like look at the stuff inside his head like she's like poking a dead animal yeah it's really weird that's that like makes her my my subconscious blocked out that memory because i i know i think i know what you're talking about it's in episode three right at the beginning something like that yeah because like it's weird they have a weird characterization of ellie i don't know why i mean i guess it's preparing for the second part I but guess I I don't I I just don't maybe. like that reduction of Ellie to this like violent person. I think that's something that doesn't work with me in the show. Yeah. So we get the uh, David Cannibal escapade. We get a little bit of David's just like this 
priestly figure. He does godly stuff and they eat people. Ooh, ah, oh my God. Here's a scene of them chowing down on people that we actually really just didn't need. Yeah. It's well, like, it's like, well yeah, done, no, it's, but I get we the don't, point. We don't have time. There's not enough time of Joel and Ellie to establish the last episode. I think that that should have been, they should have at least had one other episode to like build up with that. Like maybe like, I think I you just cut know, it and you I, just do something else. I, but you, I just don't, you can't cut. I just don't think you can cut David from the series because that, that was such an important part of Ellie's character development when she kills him. Yeah. Because but... I mean, I'm not saying that's the only way you can do it. Maybe they could have written that experience differently in some way, but, um, well, one, maybe don't make David a creep ass. I would just suggest that we did. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, he, he was creepy for sure, but he was also creepy in the game. I mean, they alluded to that. Yeah, I know. I didn't like I don't like I don't think it works. I don't think the sexual predation works in the game. I don't even think it works in the show because it's just such a throwaway. It's it's subtler in the in the game, I think. But um, it's yeah, no, I, I mean, think it's pretty blatant, actually. I I think I think that it's I I think it's subtler than it was in the show. In the oh, show, they're like true. we'll rule together. We'll rule together, the... my child bride. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they were trying to just make him like you know give him like the two horns, make him like this is a bad guy. But like they also didn't at the same time because they wanted to make him like a prestige drama villain too. Like here's what if faith but too far. I mean, we could nitpick the things that aren't good all day. I agree 100%. <laughs> I just, it's a rabbit hole of just. It's, mid. yeah. And just, she kills him, has a very violent reaction. And hey, we got one episode to deal with all this trauma. However, it's the shortest episode. And yeah, we're also. What gonna, the fuck? And we're also going to have a long, cold opening where we get the original voice actor for Ellie playing Ellie's mother and we see the scene where she gives birth and we learn, Hey, Ellie's immune because her mom got bit. And so like some of it got in the umbilical cord or something. And then she like chopped it off and stuff. And so like the baby was able to fight the infection. That to me was the only thing about the show that, uh, justified it being for the gamers because that, if, if that was supposed to be, if that was supposed to add lore to the Last of Us universe, like the game, then I was like, that was cool. Plus, um, I hate it. It's so unimportant. It's I mean, it's it's definitely unimportant unless they bring it up again later on. I mean, if they're like, so it turns out if a pregnant woman is bit, the baby is immune or there's like a chance. But my thing is, we don't need an explanation. We need more time with Joel and Ellie. A thing. I agree. Keeps, oh. I agree. The episode's too short, and there aren't enough episodes. I agree. It's also just—I don't know why. It's really distracting for me to hear Ellie's voice <laughs> coming out of her I, mouth. I, I was like, I, I think the symbolism of having Ashley Johnson play Ellie's mom, like Anna, passing it on. Yeah, I thought I actually I was there was part of me that was like that's. The symbolism is actually kind of cool, but to it's me, it's too cute by half for me. 
I I know. <laughs> I can't I, I but, can't um, stand it. It's like, come on, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's fair. She'll always be. I think that she um, I I think that scene might have just been to justify having her be in the show, which is like, uh, what what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's they, <laughs> Attack of the Clones had more scenes that mattered to its plot line. <laughs> and like if this show wanted to be a story of vignettes, fine. Do that. Honestly. Like if it was like the Bill and Frank and then Anna yeah. and like Sam and Henry. Yeah. That actually sounds fucking cool. I and like that idea. Focus more we, on those characters and I guess that's how Joel and Ellie come by. And maybe have like one episode about them or like this feels like that would have been interesting because then like what if the show isn't about the characters that we think it's going to be about it's about all these different people experiencing vastly different things and we barely get and we barely get any of joel and ellie's things and we just see them develop in different ways and we have to fill in the gaps yeah who we already know yeah it's because the last of us is prestige tv shape and so you can fit a prestige TV show into that shape. You can force that mold. It doesn't exactly work. What is a work. prestige? Explain like, the prestige. To um, me. like Game of Thrones, Sopranos, The Wires, like that sort of so era like of television. High Mad quality, well, mainstream. Not high quality. Everyone's going to talk about say. it Monday, right? Well, it's like high resource value, right? Like high production value. It's just like that's what I mean. Yeah, the marquee shows. The thing that all the advertisements are going to be pointing you toward. Get the HBO Max app. <laughs> the really bad app. How do we feel about the giraffe scene? I loved it. I love giraffes. It looked like That's shit. That's my favorite scene from the game. Those are real giraffes. That they are real giraffe. giraffes, but the way they're cut out and transposed into the um, all the green, I believe oh, they have like the, the, the green lighting bounce on them, too. I don't know. Giraffes are my favorite animal, so I just let it all go. I was like, I get what you're doing. I'll just at that point, actually, yeah, that's a good way to say it. Is I just let it all go. I was like, I know what I'm in for. Just (laughs) they get like ambushed. We get Joel and Marlene talking. Like Marlene's saying, "Hey, we're gonna kill Ellie. We have an actual explanation and plan rolled out. It'll actually be pretty effective. There's no, there's no ambiguity here, really. There's no ambiguity based on what she is." telling joel i mean she isn't being ambiguous but that doesn't mean uh, continue but like i think that means she is fairly confident and fairly correct she's as confident as she's ever been about the first thing that she's ever had a chance with (laughs) all right so yep joel goes on rampage kills everyone takes ellie out marlene's like hey just you know Let's just mm-hmm. let Ellie decide. And then he shoots her. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, then he lies to Ellie. Ellie then asks him, hey, you lying to me? And it's like, nope. It's <laughs> and, basically like, word for word, beat for beat, like frame <laughs> for frame from the video game. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> but Bella Ramsey's actual performance, I think, is actually different than the game. I agree. The yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree makes it slightly more ambiguous. This is, it's very clear. Ellie knows he's lying. Ellie a hundred percent knows Joel is lying when she says, okay. And even Bella Ramsey's just like, 
she <laughs> she's like Ellie is now realizing that she is actually with a monster. And like the show seems to understand that Joel is a monster this one episode. Only. <laughs> Which makes the rest of the season not make sense to me. <laughs> I will say I thought it was cool how the murder montage had the theme playing in the background. I was like, that's... I thought that was absolute dog shit. (laughs) I thought whatever the opposite of that is. I was like, this is a highlight of the season for me. Like, the thing is, it's too sad and mournful of a music. It needs to just be, like, no music and just you hear the gunshots. Of course, because he's... The hatred, he's, like, he he's essentially mourning. Like, he's not... Oh my gosh. Oh, I was worried about that. Did the moment hit for you then this time around in the show? Which moment? Like the moment of Joel's turn and murder and saving Ellie. No. No, it didn't. No. <laughs> it was like it was mild to me. Like it was like because in the you know, in the game it builds up a little bit more. In this one, it's almost like John Wick. I almost didn't believe. Okay, but the game is also kind of like John Wick. It's just like, all right. Yeah, but at least when sh- I'm playing the game, I can like, I can see where like I'm aiming or like, I, you know, <laughs> I might not get shot. There were a couple people that he killed where it's like, okay, they clearly were like, all right, for this shot, we're going to need you to stand right here. Mm-hmm. And Joel's here, and then for the shot, when I say record, say your line, and then you fall down. In the game, at least, there's, like, a fluid, like, the NPCs, you know, have to get from one point to another. That, it almost felt like, a. it was just, I mean, that's what it was. It was a montage. It was just a montage of kills. I think the Um, montage works if there was, like, different (laughs) distressing music or no music. You know what I think? I think that that montage is for it did for me what the game did, which was it's not happy. It is a it is um horrible, it is depressingly. Uh, yeah, kinda. It was it is depressingly um effective because it's it's not like explosions. You know, it's not like superhero movie. Right. Um, It's not like Hitman where it's like quiet and it's done. It's like it, it's um, it, it to me. It's like it, that's probably how it would be in the apocalypse where like shitty people would be doing shitty things <laughs> to each other. I and mean, that's how people would, you know, how this things would conclude. So you truly believe in times of crisis, people turn on each other. And do horrible things to each other. Not necessarily. But, I mean, I can't rule out that it wouldn't ever happen. And if this is what we're trying to talk about, like the people (laughs) that would do that, then I could see it going that way. I mean, like, the thing is, the show has to play up like, oh my god, the Fireflies did this without Ellie's permission. That's so horrible. But the show... Like, this episode is very clear that, like, Ellie wants to finish this. Ellie wants to see this through. She would go through with this. See, I don't I don't think that's totally true. I don't think it's totally wrong. I just don't think that there was enough time to get in to how she actually felt about curing everybody. Right, like, so we and, had and, to go through, like, the surface thing of what we could get from her because... 
Yeah, and I just don't think it was. I don't think it's con- it's really conclusive. I mean, when Marlene is like, "We should give Ellie a choice," or, or whatever she says, it's like you weren't gonna ten minutes ago. Yeah, in this forty-minute episode, like, why now? Because there's a gun in your face. But we also know Ellie would do it, though. Like, she doesn't want the deaths to be meaningless. That's her whole entire thing. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, Ellie would. Ellie absolutely would. Especially this Ellie, because when she talks about that stuff, she is absolutely cleared. Because, especially during this last episode, she's emotionally closed, unless she's talking about finishing this job. Because Joel, throughout this entire time, is psycho dad mode, where he's just talking about himself, and, like, how he feels, and all the little, like goofy things he says for some reason this episode and also uh time didn't heal all wounds something else did and i'm like okay or no he says it wasn't time intensely looks at ellie and ellie basically is like okay i'm gonna get up now and it's really unsettling this comes out of nowhere (laughs) not enough time i i got what they were doing with that I wish that there had been more time. I took it for what it was, for what it like on the surface level. Um, I do think it was a little awkward, but I did. I was like, okay, if that's what you want this to be, if that's what you want, like the last moment that they have before the big thing happens where Joel has to kill everybody because he's like, I will kill everyone for you. I mean, another thing to think about with Joel is everything is like what he did was horrible but it is also true to his character maybe not in the tv show but the tv show also isn't consistent right it, yeah that's what it is in the game but not in the tv show especially like this type of joel like everything else that's happened in his show i haven't gotten this type of possessiveness that joel has he definitely makes sure this joel definitely takes all the kids out to get ice cream after the soccer game right definitely but, like, also he is the first one to order because his order comes first. I, yeah, he's like, I want – yeah. <laughs> because he – it's not because the kids want ice cream. It's because he wants ice cream. Joel is a soccer mom in this show. <laughs> well, and, like, the thing is he never asks Ellie, how are you doing? What's on your mind? He just says, you know, when I'm having trouble or, ah, you know, I should teach you well, guitar. Well, that's not true. After he kills – after after she kills the guy that's going to kill him, he's like, you shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't have, you shouldn't have to do that. Like he does, he levels with her there. Right. He he says things like that. He talks to her, but he doesn't ever let like her speak and he doesn't listen. And it feels very deliberate because mm-hmm. this is a Joel who doesn't listen now all of a sudden where it's just his way. Well, but then when... He can. He has that confrontation with Ellie in Wyoming. He's like, right. That's the issue. The last episode is like doing Joel from the game, whereas the rest of the season hasn't been that. <sighs> that's what we keep running against. <laughs> that's why this episode feels so weird. It's so out of place. It's like if you take different moments from the show, they work. Just fine in isolation. But, like, you they're just not the same people. Like, Joel, who 
who beats the the guys to death um, when he's trying to find out where Ellie is. I just, uh... yeah, no, it just it you can't square it. It 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 makes no sense. Yeah, that's the Last of Us, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It Um, makes no sense. It just is so weird and like, yeah, I, 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 um. I wish that they had, if they were going to do nine episodes, I wish that they would have done it to like maybe the end of like Sam and Henry's part, like the, maybe like half of the, sh- half of the game. Yeah. And then like did a season two, you know, or have like but... more stuff like in, di- honestly, if you're going to adapt a last, last of us game, I say, forget Joel and Ellie worry about the, a different part of the world. Go to Indonesia. What happens there? How do they all survive? Or go to Europe yeah. or something. If you're more comfortable with that, like American writers, go to Europe, I guess. <laughs> when the game was announced, or when the show was announced, I was like, don't make it about the game. Have it be like in that world where, you know, there can be like the fireflies and stuff, but just don't, it doesn't have to be like, make it like, not an extra, but just like a, like a, like another story, like simultaneous yeah. to that. Or radically but, change uh... the original text. Like, cut the things that need yeah. to be cut, trim stuff down, reorganize it even. Like, yeah. why not have the David stuff as the midway point? Pedro will definitely be nominated for an Emmy. Nick Offerman will win the Emmy. Well, um, here's the thing. Who cares about the Emmys? <laughs> I don't know. I just like to, I like to have some sort of tangible proof that... Well, they have talent. <laughs> so you need validation from an institution that X person has talent. So you can what use that in an argument? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Jake, do you have anything you want to promote? No, I don't have anything this time. I just if you're gonna play Royal Duality, just play it or don't. I was wondering if you're gonna do the bit you do on Club Flashpoint. I mean, they can also hear you on Club Flashpoint. Most recent episode. Yeah. I. <laughs> I uh, I happen to be on Club Flashpoint with um, Faden and Dale talking about Kingdom Hearts. Do Do you have any uh, Kingdom Hearts opinion right now that you want to share, real quick, that you couldn't share um, back then? I hope that in Kingdom Hearts Four, Sora gets his clown shoes back, and that trailer where he has normal size shoes is just because of that world that he's in. That's not like every world. That's like, I believe Nomura said that is the case sick because i do not i i already miss sora's weird ass clown shoes <laughs> that's it what about you do you have any other opinions i'm just mad that darkness is a guy <laughs> the darkness is that's a guy so anyway wild. yeah listen to club flashpoint it's very good continue listening the snake way where you're finding this on which is also very good we are in the red ribbon arc saga if this is yeah if this is for some odd reason your first uh, podcast. Like for some odd reason, you searched Last of Us and this popped up. Hello, <laughs> listen to my other stuff. Club Flashpoint, Snake Way, they're great. <laughs> um, Do it. Normally, we say Go Go Dragon Ball at the end. I don't know. Um, I don't know what we do here for the Last of Us. Go Go. You know okay. what they say about revenge? <laughs> it's a dish best served. No, when you do a revenge, oh. you dig two graves. One for the first body, one for the second body. Because revenge is only served twice. What? But, 
Oh, because you're also like revenge is also going to happen to you. Yeah, reve- no, revenge comes in pairs. Like you don't kill one person with revenge; you kill two people every time you do a revenge. It's against two people at once. So that's why you dig oh. two graves. How is it against two people at once? It just is. Oh, um, <laughs> endure and survive. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> endure and survive. That's oh, what God. we'll say. That's what you'll say. Okay, goodbye. Endure and survive. Survive.